Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 21st, 2022. You know what? I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. And the Bible has so much to say about this. And so as I'm looking at this passage, and even as I, I'm looking, sometimes I'm amazed, right? Like, um, I believe it was Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones that said in the 18th century, uh, uh, a preacher is possessed and he is aware of it. He says, I do not begin to know anything about preaching except on those occasions in which I am both the orator and it's like I'm a spectator. He says, I'm speaking, but it's like I'm listening. I'm standing up, but it feels like I'm sitting down. And there is this consciousness that is outside of me. It is then and only then that I realize that I'm merely but a vehicle and a channel and an instrument of all of this. He says, when I'm preaching the gospel and the Holy Ghost is speaking through me, the Holy Spirit is speaking through my vocal cords and thinking through my mind and operating through my limbs, I'm transmitting but it's almost like I'm receiving. I'm speaking, but I'm like, oh my God, I've never heard this before. This is so good. And so it's like, I'm standing up and, and, and the audience is there, but it's almost like I'm sitting down because there's this consciousness that is outside of, outside of me. And even today, while I was typing today's word and I was going through it, I was like, oh my God, this is good. Like I'm the one typing it, but I know that I'm not the one who came up with it. And so I'm typing it, but there's this consciousness that is outside of me. And so as I'm going through my notes and I'm, I'm going through what I just wrote like a few minutes ago. And I'm like, oh my God, this is good. And so I, why? Because there's this consciousness that is outside of me. I know that I realized at that moment, like what Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones said, I'm merely but an instrument, an instrument and a vehicle and a channel of all of this. And maybe you're not called to ministry. So, so for you, you get that same experience when you're running your business. You're, you get that same experience when you're doing that client call. You get that same experience where you're standing in front of a customer. You get that same experience where you're providing a service, whatever it is that you're called to do, you, there's this consciousness when you yield to God that is outside of you. And when you live every day like that, oh my God, the title of today's message is enjoying every day with God. When you when you live like this, when you, when you know that you are a human conduit of the divine, you can live and enjoy, every, put this in the chat, I enjoy every day with God. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I see people are putting it in the chat. You enjoy every day. Listen, I'm saying you can live with a mindset that, that enables you to, to enjoy your today, to not brood over the past, to not get too excited about tomorrow to where you lose the joy of your today, but you are enjoying every day with God. You ready? Say, I'm ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. So uh, here are our foundational scriptures. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10 says, I mean that you were saved by grace because you believe. All you did was believe. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. Eternal life is a gift from God. And so all you do with the gift is receive it. You're not saved by the things that you've done. So you have nothing 
to boast about. Put this in the chat or say it out loud. My boast is in the Lord. It's all about him. My life is all about him. My boast is all about him. In Ephesians 2 and 10, the Bible says God has made us what we are. And in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say, I have work to do. I have work to do. You have work to do. There are some good works that we're supposed to be doing. We need to get to work. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. And for our benefit, God made him Jesus to become wisdom itself. And not only that, but because of Jesus, we were made right with God. So I have access to wisdom and I am the righteousness of God by faith. I am the righteousness of God right now. Say, I am righteous. You got it? All right, so watch this. The text says that you were made right with God, that, that you are the righteousness of God, that you have access to wisdom, that you are made pure, that you're made holy. God freed you from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of you. Verse 31 says, therefore, you have nothing to boast about. I have nothing to boast about. My boast is in the Lord. What am I going to boast about? I didn't do anything. It's the grace of God that is on me and in me and with me and for me. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So God gave me the purpose. God gave me the grace for the purpose. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So my life is all about him. It's about his purpose, his assignment, his grace, his anointing, his favor, what he called me to do. Say my calling is calling me. Put that in the chat. When I get up every morning, I know that my calling is calling me and I'm going to answer the call. Glory to God. I was listening to Deion Sanders and they said, well, why did you go down uh, to coach this HBCU? He said, the Lord called me collect and I accepted the charges. You got to accept the call and you got to accept the charges. But it's by the grace of God. Third John 2, the Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper. I wish above all things that you would be in health. And it's only going to happen even as your soul prospers. And then lastly, Ephesians, oh no, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. We've been looking at this passage for a while. Oh my God, this passage is good. This is what the Bible says. Solomon, the wisest man on the planet, said, even so, I've noticed one thing that's good. Just one. That's one. What is it? What is that one thing, Solomon? He said, man, it's good for people to eat and drink and enjoy their work under the sun. Say this. Say, I enjoy my work. I enjoy it. I do what I love and I love what I do. I enjoy my work. He says, it's a good thing for people to eat and drink and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life. Listen, it's a short life. Life is a vapor. You could be here today and gone today. And so, so life is a vapor. Enjoy your work under the sun during the short life that God has given them and to accept their lot in life. Say, I accept my lot in life. I accept it. What God has called me to do is for me, I'm not comparing, it frees me. I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm not going to be over here miserable because I'm looking at what other people have. And, and so I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to be so insecure that I can't celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy, right? And so I'm going to accept my lot in life. And the Bible says, it's a good thing to receive wealth from God. Get over it. Get over it. It's a good thing for you to have more than enough. 
It's a good thing. So it's a good thing for you to receive wealth from God. Poverty is not of God. You got to be delivered from a poverty spirit. It's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good help to enjoy it. So I got wealth from God and the good help to enjoy it. And so I, I'm not going to have all this money and then I can't even enjoy it. No, no, no. I have the wealth from God and I can enjoy it. Glory to God. That's a good thing to enjoy your work and to accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. And this is what I'm going to focus on today. And God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they have no time to brood over the past. Say, I'm too busy enjoying life. Man, I am, what are you doing over there, brother, brother Pena? Hey, Rick, what are you doing? I'm over here enjoying life. How are you doing, brother Pena? I'm blessed, highly favored, got it going on from the early from the early morning to the break of dawn and on and on. And why? Because I'm over here enjoying life. That's what I'm doing. We're over here enjoying life. I'm going to enjoy my life. And, and listen, if you get irritated, like if my enjoyment, if my joy irritates your insecurities, that's not my problem. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to keep going. But I am going to have and enjoy the one life that God has given me. It's a short life. We don't have time to brood over the past. I don't have time for none of that. We got to let it go and keep stepping. And the church said, amen. Y'all ready? God, what does this mean for you today? We have four things to share with you in this morning. Four. And as I get into these four things on this Friday morning, I'm telling you this teaching is good. Get ready to receive. Four things. Number one, here we go. Solomon paints a picture of a blessed man, a blessed woman for us in this passage. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses 18 through 20. Let me break this down a little bit. The king describes a blessed man, a blessed woman as the following. And this is you. Say this is a picture of me. All right. This is a person who enjoys life. Ooh, I enjoy it. A person who is determined to make the most of the short time that they have on the earth. I don't know about you, but I know we're not here for a long time. Life is a vapor. Tomorrow is promised to no one. So we're going to make the most of the short time that we have down here on the earth, and we're going to enjoy it. I, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm not going to be saved and miserably saved. I know I'm going to heaven, but I am going to enjoy the ride. Put this in the chat. I enjoy the ride. You got it? All right. Then this is somebody who has accepted their lot in life. Like I accept my assignment. What God has called me to do is for me. God didn't call me. God didn't give me what he gave someone else, but he didn't give them what he gave me. So I'm good. I'm comfortable being Rick Pina. I accept my lot in life. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lose my joy looking at other people. I'm not over here coveting what other people have. I, I don't have competitive jealousy. I'm able to celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. None of that. None of that. So I'm good. I'm, I'm comfortable being me and I accept my lot in life. You got it? This is a picture of what it looks like to be a blessed man, a blessed woman. This is also a person who receives wealth from God. So, so, so say this, say, I have everything I need. So you receive the wealth from God. So you have all the resources you need to do what it is that God has called you to do. Whatever you need for your divine assignment is already stored up and God will release it at just the right time. And remember, God is not a God of the just enough. God is not, God, listen, God is a God of the too much stuff. God is a God of excess and overflow. And that's just the way he flows. So be okay with it. God will give you too much stuff so that you can be in a possession position to be a blessing to other people. So this is a person who receives wealth. Say, I receive wealth. I have, I have multi-generational wealth so that I can impact my children and my children's children. The blessed man, the Bible says, leaves an inheritance for his children's children. All right. This is Bible. This is not me. All right. And then lastly, this is a person who receives health from God. Say, I am healthy. 
Say, I'm going to live long and strong. Put this I put this in the chat. I live long and strong. So I have, I have health. Every system of my body functions in the perfection in which Christ Jesus created it to function. I have mental acuity. Not, not only is my physical body good, but my soul is healthy, right? My mind is alert. My body is awake. My joints are lubricated. I feel amazing. Why? Because God is renewing my youth like the eagles, right? So I receive the health from God so that I can enjoy everything. So I can enjoy my assignment. I can enjoy my relationships. I can enjoy the wealth. I'm saying this is in the Bible, y'all. This is what Solomon says is a good thing. And lastly, it's a good thing when you've got, this person has all of this stuff. And then this, this person is so busy enjoying life that they have no time to brood over the past, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow my past to keep me from my future. And I'm not going to judge my future by my past. And so I let go so I can lay hold. And so I'm, I'm moving forward ever backward, never the best is yet to come. You got it. All right. Number two, that first one though, that's a picture. Say that's a picture of me. Like that, you that needs to be your, your declaration. That whole thing, wow. Like all of that stuff is a picture of my life. Declare that by faith. That's an amazing life. You got it? All right, number two. If you're brooding over the past, then you are failing to enjoy the present. If you're brooding over the past, you're failing to enjoy the present. You ever met somebody that's always living in the past? You ever met somebody that that like, you know, you, you, you try to build a relationship with them, but you can't, like, you can't stand. One of the things I cannot stand is going backwards. Like, I can't stand it. I just, I'm telling you, like, I, I don't like it. I can't stand it. And so, so sometimes there are people that you know are always like people that want to bring up the past. And so you're like, look, hey, let's move forward. If you want to build a relationship, we can move forward. If you want to move forward, I'm good. And you go. And it looks like things are good for a while until something happens. And it, as soon as uh, there's a little rub, or as soon as there's a little irritation, this person, boom, immediately goes, boom, right back to the past. Well, remember when? Because you did, blah, oh my God, I don't know. Look, I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm I'm too busy enjoying my right now to be worrying about my already. Like, like you, you, you can't live that way. God keeps such people, the Bible says, so busy enjoying life that they don't have any time to brood over the past. So let me explain. Some people spend so much time nursing and rehearsing the past, their past mistakes, their missed opportunities, their failed endeavors, that they miss the opportunities of the present because they're so fixated on the past. Don't miss, look at me. Look at me on this one. Don't miss today's blessings because of yesterday's mistakes. You can't, you will miss today's blessings worrying about yesterday's mistakes. Yesterday is over. You got to live with this mindset. Forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. Look, look, there are four words that whenever I have, I don't really have bad days, but whenever I have a day that, that some would consider to be a bad day or a challenging day, you know, I tell Isabella, I need to go to sleep. Why? Because when I go to sleep and I get up the next morning, guess what? I can say four words. Yesterday ended last night. That's it. Yesterday ended last night. And so it's over. Yesterday ended last night, whatever, that's over. This is a brand new day. I have brand new mercy. I have brand new grace. I have brand new favor. Great is thy faithfulness. And so so when you live with this mentality, these are some of the things that you can do. Or some of the things, some advice from the Bible I'm giving you. All right, here's some. Uh, A, don't keep good records of bad things. People that, that are blessed, people that are anointed, people that are favored, people that are graced, 
do not keep good records of bad things. People that keep good records of bad things are people that are just fixated on the past and they want to keep bringing it up over and over and over and over again. Say this, say, I don't keep good records of bad things. You got it? Uh, B, I use my time and mental energy productively. And so I have a limited amount of time and I have a limited amount of mental energy. So I'm going to use it productively. I'm always going to be moving forward and not backward. Here's another thing. See, I'm quick to forgive. Say I'm quick to forgive. Like, like I, 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 I'm quick to forgive. So I do not allow my heart to develop a root of bitterness. So here's a note. Holding on to grudges becomes a blessing blocker. Let me be clear about that. If you hold on to grudges, if you're a type of person, listen, whenever I call, hey, listen, hey, I'm at the altar. I sense the Lord says, come up here if you have unforgiveness in your heart. If you need to let somebody go, if you've been struggling with something and you're, you're still bitter over something that somebody did for you or did to you, come up here so we can let it go. Whenever I ask for that prayer, oh my God, the, the altar is packed. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. These are people that come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And then whenever I ask for that, boom, all these people come to the front for prayer. Why? Because they're holding on to stuff. I have prayed with people at the altar and, and I, I was baffled this one time. I'm praying with this lady and she was like, I really need to let this go. I need to forgive my father. And I was like, okay. So I prayed with her. The power of God hit her. And when I came, when she went down, when I picked her back up, I said, come here. I said, now I need you to go talk to your father. She, she was like, oh no, he died 12 years ago. I said, what? He died 12 years ago. And you're over here holding on to bitterness in your heart over somebody that's dead. What is wrong with you? Like, I mean, how can you keep coming to church Sunday after Sunday, holding on to, to stuff like that? You got to let it go. Say, I let it go. Let go so you can lay hold. You can't lay hold of your future if you won't let go of your past. Come on now. Far too many believers won't, won't let go of what, what was in their past. And God can't release what's next if you, if you keep fixating your life on the already. You got to let it go. Say, I let it go. Say, I let it go right now. Listen, if you have a root of bitterness right now, like if you have an issue with somebody right now and you can't just seem to let it go, matter of fact, I'm going to pause the message right now just to pray for you. All right, so I'm going to pray for you. I'm, I don't normally do this, but in the middle of the message, I just need to pray for you. Lift up your hands. Father, I, I set my faith in agreement with my brother, with my sister. I declare that they let it go now. They released it. I declare that all the the, the bitterness, the 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 pain of the past, the holding on, the meditating and medicating on bad things, all the things that these people did. Listen, at the end of the day, we can't change the past. I pray, Father, that they would forgive, let it go, and be free in Jesus' name. Amen. You are now free to walk into your future. Number three, God wants you so busy enjoying the moment. Listen, I don't normally do what I just did, but I did it. So if that was for you, let me know. You don't have to put it in the chat if you don't want to. If you feel uncomfortable, you can instant, you know, direct message me and let me know. So if you want me to minister to you, I'll minister to you later on. All right. Number three, God wants you so busy uh, enjoying the moment. God wants you busy enjoying the moment. Listen, say, I enjoy my now. You got to be, the text says, God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. You got to be like in the moment and enjoying every moment so that you can walk in God's best. So in this statement and what he says in this passage, I see that a few things. A, God wants you busy. Say, God wants me busy. It's okay to be busy. Now, I don't mean busy like I'm pulling my hair out, 
But no, I got, I got work to do. Why? Because Ephesians 2 and 10 says that God called me to do specific work from the foundations of the world. So I have work to do, right? So God wants you busy. All right, B, God wants you busy enjoying life. Oh, so while I'm busy, I can work and whistle while I work. And so I'm busy, but I'm busy enjoying life. Put that in the chat. I'm busy enjoying life. All right, and then C, God wants you so busy enjoying life right now that you have no time to concern yourself with the past. All right, so, so let me break this down. Don't worry about yesterday because yesterday is over. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to have to bring his own stuff, right? Like you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So focus on today and enjoy every moment. Make the most of your now. Say this, put this in the chat. I make the most of my now, right? I'm making the most of my now. The problem with focus on, I'm going to break this down further. The problem with focusing on yesterday is that if yesterday it doesn't matter if yesterday was good or bad, it's still a problem. Let me explain. If yesterday was bad or it was tough, then you're going to replay the challenges of yesterday over and over and over and over again. And the continuous replays of, of those bad things will keep you from moving forward. But you said, well, Brother Pena, yesterday was amazing. Okay, that's still, I don't want you to live there either. Because if you keep replaying the successes of yesterday, oh man. Do you remember when, oh, that was so good back then, the good old days? Yeah, but now you can't enjoy your today and you can't move forward because you keep locked up in yesterday. So whether yesterday was good or yesterday was not good, either way, you can't live on yesterday. So you got to let it go so you can enjoy your present and get ready for what God has for you. While you don't want, while you don't want to keep uh, your past to keep you from your present, you also don't want to keep allow your future to keep you from your present. So, so not focusing on yesterday, that's one problem. I already dealt with that. Now let's deal with, I'm not going to focus on tomorrow either. So let me explain on that one. So here's another problem. When you, when you believe God, say, I believe God. When you believe God and you have all of these um, expectations of what God is going to do in your life and all of that, and you have all of these promises that God has given you that haven't happened yet. And so now if you're not careful, you can have this expectation of tomorrow and your expectation of tomorrow, your expectation of the next is so big that you fail to enjoy the now. Let me say that again. There are some people who are so excited about their next that they fail to enjoy their now. There are some people that, who are so excited about what God said to me about my tomorrow that they fail to enjoy their today. And if you're, if you're not careful, you could be so fixated on tomorrow that you will leave, lose the joy of your today. God wants you to enjoy every day. So yes, so that's why you can't worry about yesterday and you can't worry about tomorrow. You can only live today today. So you got to be present in every moment. Enjoy every day. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number four. I told you this was good. Good teaching. When God walked me through all of this, oh my God, this was good. All right. Last point for today. Number four. And then we'll send you into the weekend. Number four. Don't forget that your success will come from God's grace and not human effort. So, so if you have success, the success is going to come by God's grace and not human effort. Solomon painted a picture for us. It's a great picture of wealth, health, happiness, and purpose. Wealth, health, happiness, and purpose. I have wealth. I have health. I have happiness. I have purpose. But it's all grace-based though. Let's be clear. I'm not saying that you're going to work your way up to this blessing. I'm saying that you're going to die your way up to this blessing. 
true success as a believer comes when you accept and align and die to self, when you surrender to God. So success in God's eyes is not a matter of more trying, is not by the sweat of your brow. It's a matter of more dying. To become a success, you must embrace your divine assignment. And when you embrace your divine assignment, you will also be able to embrace the grace to walk in it. And so let me explain it this way. The New International Version of Romans 11 and 6 says, listen, if it's by grace, it cannot be based on works. Because if it were, then grace would no longer be grace. Romans 11 and 6 from the New Living Translation says, listen, if since is through God's kindness, then it's not by good works. For in that case, grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So here's my point. We don't work for grace. We work by grace. But it's your, your blessing is not coming because of your work. Your blessing is coming because of God's grace. And God's grace is free. God's grace is undeserved. You don't deserve it. But God is going to bless you because God is going to bless you because God is good. And what God is looking for from you is an amen on his yes. Second uh, Corinthians chapter one and verse 20 from the Passion Translation says, all of God's promises find their yes in him. And with his yes, we add to it our amen. We have to add our amen to God's yes. God has promises for you. Look at me. God has great and precious promises that he has spoken over you. God has given you promises in his word. God has given you promises through his Holy Spirit. God has given you promises prophetically through other people. God has given you dreams while you were sleeping. God has given you open visions while you were awake. God has given you these great and precious promises on every promise that God has spoken over you. God has says, God has says, yes, every promise in me is yes. And now God is looking for your amen. God is looking for you to accept what he has decreed over your life. Say amen. Say, I put an amen on it. I got to put my amen on God's yes. And when it's God's promise has God's yes and my amen. Come on now. It's God's yes. He already said yes. It's my amen. I'm saying amen. And when it's God's yes, that's grace. It's my amen. That's faith. It's grace and faith. It's yes and amen. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. And when God, when the yes and the amen come together, when the grace and the faith come together, oh my God, now it's God on me. God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And I become the man and woman, the woman that God has called me to be. And when I live this way, I enjoy every day. Every day is a gift from God and I get to enjoy it. Oh, glory to God. I was preaching today. All right, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's close this thing out uh, with a declaration of faith. Uh, I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Speak this by faith. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. Solomon painted a great picture of divine success for me. I see myself the way he described. I see myself eating and drinking and enjoying the short life that you've given me on the earth. I see myself walking in your divine assignment. I no longer fight against what you've called me to do. I see myself with wealth. I see myself with health. I see myself walking in divine purpose. I die to sin. I die to self. I die to selfish desires so your grace can flow through me. I see myself so busy enjoying life, enjoying the now, 
that I don't have time to brood over my past or worry about my future. You have put a yes on every promise and you are looking for my amen. So I provided. I put an amen. I put my faith where you have established grace. Heaven has a yes. On earth, I provide an amen and I experience heaven on earth. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is, this word was so good. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I might need to watch this myself. I think I'm going to watch this again later myself. This word, this word, I'm going to let this word minister to me. This is one of those words, listen, you might need to listen to again. Play it over the weekend. Get this down in your heart. This, this is today's word. Apply it and prosper. And so listen, it's Friday, so I got a couple of things to tell you. First of all, if you don't get my notes, go to todaysword.org. You get the notes for free. Todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, if you're in the uh, Northern Virginia area, I'm preaching at VCMI Woodbridge this weekend in Woodbridge, Virginia, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. You don't want to miss it. If you're in this area, come check us out at VCMI Virginia. And then, uh, and then uh, lastly, let me just tell you, um, I do like to talk about our ministry, what we're doing in the Dominican Republic from time to time. So I, I keep getting updates from the kids. I keep seeing what's going on. Isabella and I are going to go back in December. Um, the church has come along. We're about to finish, the, put down the, the concrete floor in the church. We have to do some finishing touches. I want to put in a basketball court for the kids, a place for them to play soccer. If you want to be part of that project, go to rip, ripministries.org. Click on the donate button. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this message right now, right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Have a great weekend. Greater is enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry. Please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education, to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.